You are listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today uh, I want to talk about something that somebody, several of you throughout the last few months have messaged me about, and it's about bench press technique. And I've gotten several questions through Instagram, whether it's DM or people just hitting me up on it, and they're saying, hey, there are a lot of people and they arch their back. Or I train at a gym and the the uh, personal trainers in the gym all practice arching their back and they all practice coaching that with their clients to arch their back for a bench press. And so they're trying to jive what they're seeing with these coaches and really what NASM talks about a lot is maintaining a relatively neutral spine whilst doing your exercises. So I want to talk about bench pressers overarching issues when it comes to doing this particular exercise. And uh, you might get this question, this hyperextension of the spine during bench press. I've gotten it. Is that okay? And my question in return is always why? Why are they doing that? And uh, a lot of times I don't get very clear answers. And so I will explain why it happens, but they'll say things like, well, the competitive bench pressers do it. So if that's what the competitive bench pressers do, then that's how it's supposed to be done. And I will say that I agree with that if you are a competitive bench presser. So if you're a your competitive bench presser, then you should probably bench like a competitive lifter and do so that way. Um, but I'll say this, I saw a guy and this was on social media. He was arching his back so high. I mean, you talk about the range of motion in this guy's back. I can't even come close to it. But he was able to arch his spine so much that his shoulder blades stayed on the bench. And he was able to get his butt on the bench. He had this wild arch in his back. So by the time he pulled the bench off of the rack, the barbell off of the rack, he had maybe one to two inches to go before he touched his chest. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're a competitive bench presser and all you have to do is keep your backside and your shoulder blades on the bench and you have to lower the bar down to touch your chest and bring it back up, then that guy uh, would have done well in a bench pressing competition. He's not a big guy. And I gotta be honest with the limited range of motion, I'm not even sure he was a strong guy. But he was a person that was able to lift a lot of weight because of the amount of arch in his back. So my question, let's go into this first. Here it is. Which are you strongest and weakest at? In between these three variations, barbell, incline, flat, or decline. Where do you have the most strength? And you're probably going to answer decline. You're stronger in a decline press than in an incline press press or a flat bench. And let's just discuss for a reason why that may be. One is potential. There's potential line of fiber where the lower pecs now have more line of fiber and there's more muscle that angles down in that lower direction. So maybe there's a line of pull 
that increases your ability to lift more. But that's kind of inconsequential next to the following bit of information, which is if you look at the distance, and for those of you who are watching, you can see this, and if not, you can just imagine if my arm's in front of me in a flat bench, and then I go to an incline, then I have to lower that bar down much more from an incline to get to my chest than a flat to get to my chest. Well, the same thing is happening here is if I go decline and now my arms are lower, I don't have to go as far to actually bring the bar to my rib cage. So what you're doing in a decline press is you limit your range of motion. So why does a competitive bench presser arch their back? And the truth of the matter is when you arch your back and they have to keep their bums on the, on the bench, but when you arch your back, you limit the range of motion needed to go into horizontal abduction, to go into elbow flexion, to lower that down, and then less range of motion to lift it off. You are curbing a range of motion issue. And because we are generally weaker, if we go back to the sliding filament theory, right? So if a muscle is too short, it's not gonna be as strong. And if it's too lengthened, it's not gonna be as strong. So when people go into this lengthened position, it puts them in a mechanical disadvantage to lift. So when you arch your back, you mitigate some of that length tension, you mitigate some of that sliding filament lengthening where those cross bridges cannot attach. And so if you keep the range of motion smaller, you get more cross bridgings, you address a length tension relationship a little bit more, and you're able to produce more strength by limiting your range of motion. So the arch in the back is a limit of the range of motion. Well, so why do competitive bench pressers use that? Limiting the range of motion so they can lift more. And that's fine because the goal is to see how much you can bench press within the constrictions, or sorry, the constraints of the task. And the task is, these are the rules, these are what you abide by, and anything within those rules, you're good to go. So practice arching your back, limit range of motion, they can add a lot more weight on it. My question is, why would a fitness client or a muscle building client use this particular technique? And, and I, don't, I can't come up with a good reason except if you do it time to time just to see how much you can bench press while arching your back really high. But there is no reason to do it. There's no advantage when it comes to hypertrophy. There's no advantage necessarily when it comes to strength. It's only the display of strength within that limited range of motion. So you are getting better at that range of motion. But if you want a, a better strength in a functional place. So, and what I mean by that is maintaining your neutral spine is where most of us are going to push from anyway. So at no point in life will you be in an upright position and be like, oh, let me arch my back wildly and then push this door open or push this person in front of me that's about to run into me, right? Like you are not going to be in that position most likely ever. It is a good position specifically for the task at hand for those that are doing competitive bench press. Do I recommend that for fitness clients or even hypertrophy clients? No, no, not at all. Not a bit. In fact, 
I see it sometimes in the athletic rooms, uh, in the training rooms inside of these large D1 schools, huge arches in the back, just to put the numbers up to look stronger. And let's say it's a lineman, right? So I've got a lineman and they're bench pressing 500 pounds, but they get this massive arch in their spine to get it. But when you go out into the field and you're a lineman, and you're about to push into another 320 pound monster in front of you, you don't wanna be in a back arched position. If you get in a back arched position, that means that they have pushed you out of the strength where your core is stabilizing you and that you are now in a weakened position and a position where they can better get past you. Sometimes in football, American football, when they're playing it, um, you can grab underneath the, the shoulder uh, the shoulder pads and press up, and that kind of creates an arch in their back. It also is a lift to get them from being able to press deep into the ground to push more. So what you're doing by arching their back is limiting their ability to push into you. So maybe it looks good on paper. You're able to bench press a lot of weight but a transfer of arch back to training effect. And let's be honest, like a transfer of a bench press is, is difficult in reality as well. Like if I'd, I'd love to have some cable chest press metrics for some of these athletes that have to push somebody because it's going to include their ability to anchor themselves, to get their feet down, to have their core activated and to be able to push against this weight in a cable. So even a flat bench press is not the best transfer to training effect. And yet it is what we have and it is what we tend to use. So when people ask the question, uh, is there, it, I see a lot of people arching their back. Is that okay? I'm going to say that the overarching answer is it's overarching and it's not for most, the majority of our clients. But if you have someone who's pretty strong and they would like to start entering into bench press competitions and you are somebody that can deliver that type of thing, then yeah, arching the back during a bench press to get for the purpose of getting bigger numbers, bigger weight, that makes sense. Who are your clients? Because if you have Mrs. Rosini, who's a 62-year-old woman who is a grandmother who comes to you and she just wants to be able to play with her grandchildren, then it might not be the best bench press technique unless she's like, well, I want, when they climb on me and I'm lying on the ground, I want to be able to launch them. Then, okay, all right, Rosani, we'll hook you up. But without that, I can't come up with a good reason or a standard client that just is coming in for fitness and wants to get stronger at a bench press, but getting stronger at a bench press and getting stronger at a technique that doesn't actually necessarily point out that you're stronger. It just means you're in a mechanically advantageous position to able be able to produce more weight in a lift. That's a little different. Do you want to get stronger? I wouldn't go with hypertrophy for your chest in that technique. So muscular development, by doing the overarching, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that as the way to go at all. So just be aware of what's out there. And look, I'm again, like, yeah, as a general rule, NASM, let's keep relatively neutral spine as we do things, but I'm saying it's okay to do that for a competition. That's right. Yeah. Because that's how the competition's done. 
So you have to prepare for competition within the rules of the competition that will give you the advantage. But what about general fitness? I'm going to say not the best way to play. Arching the back, not the best for hypertrophy or muscular development, not the best for overall strength. But it may look as if you're getting stronger because you're able to, oh, can I use the word? Can I say the word cheat? You're able to cheat by limiting your range of motion. Now, what's it a cheat against? I mean, nothing really, but because the only thing you're cheating is yourself. <laughs> so if you're looking to build muscle, build strength, and build strength through range of motion, lower the back down, keep a neutral spine, slight arch in the low back, and press from that position. I think this episode might be shared with several people because I've been hit up just in the last few months multiple times, and I've, I've responded back via the DM. I responded back via the texting them back and forth and just kind of explaining this, but it's happened so much. I thought it'd be a good episode to share with everyone. So if it's of interest to you and those that you work with and the clients that you may have, then please feel free to share while I'm at it. Um, share, subscribe, like all of those things, man. I appreciate it. The, the podcast is actually growing and I really appreciate all the listeners that are out there who've been sending in messages, questions, appreciation for how it has helped you in your training journey. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, you can do so. Mostly active on Instagram, on social. You can hit me up at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me a NASM email. It's rick.richie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, at nasm.org. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.